Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Now the story of a podcaster whose show was abruptly hijacked and the one friend who took it over. This is Leighton and Tony's Pick a TV Show. Good evening, afternoon, morning, or late night if you're one of those strange people that lay in bed listening to podcasts. You're not listening to Pick a Flick. As you can tell by my not so dulcet tones, I am neither Dan Taylor or Tony Black. You can also tell or, probably or, or Emma Platt. And you can probably tell by my sanitized speech that I'm not Emma Platt. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Emma. <laughs> Love you. I'm Matthew Latham and I hijacked this podcast. It's mine now, bastard. With me is the driving force of the old order, a man known by many names in a single language, Mr. Tony Black. Yes, hello. I uh, I feel strange being on this side of the of the mic, let's say, and not actually hosting my own show. The hell? What the hell has happened? Where am I? Who's the president? My speciality is television, and keeping up with this podcast's real premise of going against the actual premise. We've had some nominated television shows. Well, Tony and his girlfriend recently watched one that I've been on at him to watch for five years. True. And the other, I nominated him last minute. So we're kind of not, we're, we're, again, like I've done before, we're kind of just going against the whole ethos of the show and not using things that people have nominated and just using our own. Yeah. It, it, you should rename the podcast to Pick a Premise and Stick to It. <laughs> pick and Stick. <laughs> yeah, Pick and Stick to It. We'll be touching upon a few things, um, including upcoming TV shows based on movies, and vice versa. So, without further ado, let's go and pick a fl- uh, TV show. Arrested Development is an American television sitcom created by Mitchell Hurwitz, which originally aired on the Fox Network for three seasons from November the 2nd, 2003 to February the 10th, 2006. A fourth season of 15 episodes was released on Netflix on May the 26th, 2013. The show follows the fictitious Bluth family, a formerly wealthy and habitually dysfunctional family. It is presented in a continuous format, incorporating handheld camera work and voiceover narration, as well as occasional archival photos and historical footage. The show also utilises several long-running Easter egg jokes throughout each season. Ron Howard serves as an executive producer and the series' uncredited narrator. Let's have a listen. I agree with Michael. It's important not to tie your self-esteem into how you look or what people think of you. I mean, look at me. I'm an actor. (laughs) An actor, for crying out loud. I mean, you know how much rejection I face every day? But in this business of show, you have to have the heart of an angel and the hide of an elephant. But you've never actually had an audition. Well, excuse me. 
excuse me. So, when you think of modern sitcoms that are either a underrated or vastly intelligent, perhaps, well, obviously the first one people do refer to is Arrested mm. Development. You recently watched it all, all the way through. Was it fairly, fairly recently? Yeah, it was only about two or three months ago. And it was actually my girlfriend who started watching it. And she was racing through the episodes. And I happened to be in the living room. And we lived with other people at that time with some friends. And uh, they were watching it. And I happened to catch, I think it was Mother Boy from season two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I was crying by the end of it. Absolutely crying with laughter. Yeah. Uh, and I said, right, I've got to catch up on this. So I just blitzed like... She was ahead of me up until season four, pretty much. So I blitzed like the first three seasons in a few weeks. And by the time we got to season four, we pretty much watched the rest of it over dinner every night together yeah. until we're up to date. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I remember getting this. Was it a text message? It says, oh, lay them. I am so, so sorry. I finally watched it. And I'm like, for God's sake, thank yeah. God. Because you have been banging on at me for yeah. years. And, and a few other people have mentioned it as well. And I remember putting a Facebook status up saying um, at the time, watching Arrested Development. And I had about 10 people go, finally! Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. A lot of people have said this. And I get why now. And I also get the jokes that you've been saying for years. Yeah. There's loads of things you've said that gone over my head sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and crucially as well, um, me, you, and two friends was went to go and watch the Blue Man Group yes. in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. me and my friend, uh, our mutual friend Lee, yeah. um, were, quote, were obviously quoting um, and making numerous references to uh, Tobias, mm. which you just... Flew over and stuff, so that, that's why that's why I was quite excited. Oh, I'm gutted now. I'm gutted I couldn't have been there. Yeah. Going, oh, I just blew myself. It, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, full perhaps one of the funniest arcs in the entire yeah. show. I mean, yeah, yeah. So you've recently caught up. Um, to be honest, I, I mean, to me, you wanted me to watch it, and I haven't had a chance to watch any. <laughs> you, I couldn't have rewatched the whole thing. No, no, beforehand. no, no. And it's it's been a couple of years since I've, I've since I've watched it. I think mm. the last time I watched it was when season four first came out on. So that was 2013, was it? Yeah, it was about two and a half, like two and a half years ago, that, I think. that was the first, wasn't that the first Netflix sort of show to, yes, to really was, yeah. sort of make an impact when Netflix yeah. was starting to release I things? Think, yeah, I think is that actually the reason I subscribed to Netflix right. was to watch Arrested Development Season 4. I bet you weren't on your own there, actually. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think it's something that worked quite well because I mm. haven't cancelled my subscription yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, what, the end of 2015 yeah. almost. Yeah. But, yeah, and... I mean, I, I've wa- I think I've watched it through at least two or three times now, and it's one of these few TV shows that will get better the more you watch it. Mm. And I've I've actually banned you from rewatching it for for not, for not rewatching it for about at least a year. Yeah, because I think you do need to rewatch it. There's some there's some things and arcs that show up which are even funnier when you know what's when happening. you watch it again. Yeah, yeah, um, and and it's it's just very clever that way. Um, and season four, I think, I think mainly out of actor availability more than anything else, um, they went in a slightly different direction again. Which I liked. I mean, because obviously the, the original idea was that, you know, it's about this family who have to come together to mm. basically weather the storm of, of the head of the family going to jail and yeah. uh, and everything. And then they most episodes for the first three seasons, they're all, they are all together and they are all just in their own pit of madness with yeah. things revolving but then season four obviously does the the narrative trick of telling the same series of events from different perspectives you know the original which i liked a lot do you know what the original plan was which um, part of me can kind of see why they didn't mm. the original plan was that you had these episodes and you could watch any of them 
in any order. Right. So if you had a favourite character, you could watch them first. Mm. And then no matter what order you'd watch them in, it would still make sense. That so you have your own... So, well, that, so it's like you choose your own season. A, thing. But that's cool. They kind of did that a little bit with season four, didn't they? They, they did a little bit of that. It was that whole... I, yeah, you ha- you, but I think, I think it was like a last minute thing where it says, no, you're going to have to watch them chronologically. And you can kind of tell because there's a lot, a lot of stuff in season four that only, will only pay off. If you watch mm, it in order. True, true, admittedly. So, there is, but, I've heard rumours of a supercut, actually, of it in actual chronological order. Um, they have, because, so, uh, yeah, Ron Howard's been, Ron Howard tweeted images mm, of reco- re-recorded narration. Yeah. So th- there is, an, there is like, another cut of mixing the... Which will be really yeah. interesting to watch, actually. Yeah, w- which, will it be as funny? I mean, that's... Yeah. That, or will it be funnier? You know, but you may find a lot of people who will prefer that in the more I, standard... Way, yeah, I think it might be interesting because it's probably an interesting project to do and try and reorganize season four because season four, I think, has a bit of issues anyway. So, mm. um, the episodes are too long in some places. I mean, I think the longest is about 38, epi- 38 minutes, mm. and that's I think it's a George Senior or Lindsay. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the lesser successful episodes because they're not all good. I mean, I think the George Senior and the Lindsay episodes, for example, are the weakest because they're probably the characters that probably carried. Probably yeah, George, George Senior episodes definitely are. Yeah. I think I think there's a few characters who are, and again, possibly by necessity of availability, are featured less. Like obviously George Michael, um, yeah. because of Michael Sarah being super yeah. famous and busy. He, but maybe isn't it as much that particularly a lot either? No, no. And, which is and quite, she's yeah. not a massive name, Alia Shawkat. You know, you'd think well, should they get her back? So her episode is probably one of the better ones but then she was probably one of the more popular if you rank the characters she was probably higher up in the list but then again that's a list I wouldn't want to try and make considering how many good characters there are in this well I think if I had to make it I think my favourite character would be Tobias without yeah. question I think yeah. underneath him I would say <laughs> possible joke there <laughs> underneath <Yeah>. Tobias <laughs> Under- <laughs> oh look I found you under- underneath, <laughs> underneath me. me I think probably Buster then mm. and then I, I think I'd probably actually say Lucille then actually. Yeah. And so, but it, but again, it's it's different for everybody. And yeah. I, and each it, the the great the, the great thing about Arrested Development and what I found very quickly and the reason I think it's so critically beloved, if not like world renowned, because this isn't was well world renowned as say Friends or yeah. Cheers or Frasier. Or no way. Like I that. mean, it's, it was on it's, the cusp of cancellation yeah, several times. It's much more cult, right? Yes. But the reason it's so good is because every single character. He's funny. In most sitcoms, you've got one or two characters that are always the, the ones who drive the, the comedy. They're the ones who are the funny ones. They're the ones who get all the lines. Yeah. The great comedies are the ones where everybody has has yes. has humour. Is funny. And you know, Friends. Friends had that. For every single one of the Friends, in their own way, was funny. Yeah. Well, th- that was designed that way. The Frasier was exactly the same. Every yeah. single character in Frasier was funny. You know, Seinfeld. All four of them yeah. were funny. It's the same with this. Yeah. There is not one dead character. Well, and what and what and what I find interesting, and I ended up writing a lot on this actually, is that my, one of, on the list of probably my favourite characters, I'd put Michael as the central character. He's the straight guy. He is but, effectively the straight guy. Yeah, but, but then the way he's written is that he's still as funny as everyone else because he has his own quirks. He's yeah. the mo- he's the most sane, but he's probably he's arguably not the most mentally stable. In he's and the, the show still the show still manages to find humour. In who he's, and also his tendency to basically look down on everyone. Because if if you're if you're unaware of Arrested Development, 
the idea being is that Mike, Michael is the sane one who yeah. wants nothing to do with this crazy family of characters and their years and years of antics has mm. finally caught up with them when George Senior has been arrested mm. for embezzlement. Embezzlement. Yeah. From, what, what was it? Building houses for Saddam Hussein. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, Michael, Michael's brought in to basically try and rebuild the company because he's the only one. He's probably the only one with the same... Yeah. But then he kind of dislikes his family. He, I dislike... Well, he does, no, he does dislike them. He does. 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 He because he, he does come back. Well, one of the things that I always I liked about Arrested Development is that there are moments when you think it's getting a little bit sentimental or it's getting a little bit sort of touchy feely, and they're yeah. learning things, and then then they'll they'll completely pull the rug from under you. Yes, and then and it will there will be a joke or there will be a, a something that someone does that you go, yeah, they haven't learned a thing. Yeah, and the other great thing with Michael especially is that he is in the in the vein of all the great comedy characters, he is trapped. Yes, that that that's in every single great comedy, the character or characters are in some way trapped by yeah. their circumstances, yeah. and he is perfect example of yeah. that. He can't get out of and there, I, and he, that the one thing he wants to do the most is leave and yeah. never ever see these people again. Yeah, but and what's what's great as well is that, and it's it's great that a comedy, any other comedy that has a central character, you would not have them threaten the, to be the top of a best character list. Mm. Um, and Michael probably um, there's probably people there who probably say Michael is the best character I, I think Michael deserves to be up there yeah definitely. and he is yeah. and, and that, a lot of that I think is Jason Bateman yeah and his performance because yeah. he but, really makes yeah. that even better but the, sh- and the show remember the show remembers that he's he's different he's easily different to everyone the rest of his family yeah um, his, his, his son's got his uncle sort of crazy and as as Michael's often seen as being a bit self-centred self-involved and very selfish. He, he's mm. extremely selfish. Any opportunity that he'll get to perhaps try and make his own happiness, he will. Mm. Which he actually shares a lot with, because that's the same thing that happens with the rest of the family, that they're all very selfish, and Michael's just as selfish as them. Yeah, he in, is. In different reasons. He's just l- more, he's yeah. more sane. He's, yeah. he's less, he's less turned up yeah. to 11. Yeah. yeah, but the show does actually, is quite aware of this, and it seems to always punish Michael yeah. for, for chasing, and it, and it, Bigger than any other character, he always has the biggest emotional wax and yeah. So like any attempt at happiness or suiting of happiness, oh, yeah. right? It will ba- it will basically end up with it him although, covering stuff up. Inf- although yeah, exactly. He often is the only is the root cause for why things fail though. Yeah, it, it, it's it's probably it's him overestimating his own yeah his ability stuff, or his, yeah. yeah everything like that. I think the other great thing about Arrested Development, the characters themselves are brilliant, you know, and you could you could name a million things about everybody in yes. that show that that makes them funny. But I think the the great thing about this is the sheer detail that it goes into and and the yes. sheer level of clever writing and sight gags and continuing jokes. And and that's something that often TV shows can overdo. Yeah. And you can have a joke that just runs its course, but there are even in season 4 there are jokes that were set up or recurring gags that were set up in season one that land perfectly. Yeah. Even to, even in the last episode we've ever seen, and will always. And if they keep coming back for more seasons, you will still want them to be. You still want Job to say, "I've made a huge mistake," or you'll yeah. still want like maybe to say, "Oh, that was a freebie," or you'll still like want at some point to hear "Mr. F" or something like yes. that. Yeah. And it's just it's just they're just wonderful jokes that yeah. just work so often and that's amazing i mean the, the yeah. hit rate of gags 
I don't think I've come across a TV show with the same hit rate of gags since Father Ted. For yeah, me, that exactly. work and that consistently make you laugh. And it's at its peak. I think it's I think it's unparalleled. I think I think it's the best, some of the best TV comedy ever. But I mean, it, it struggled. It struggled in um, it's it struggled to reach viewers. I think Fox cancelled it. It, it. it had loads of different low ratings at the point. At some point, well, um, I think it was probably just a little bit too intellectual in a way for some people. I mean, it's it's very silly in places, and it can be yeah. very farcical, and that's I think why I love it. One of the reasons yeah. I love it because there's a lot of physical comedy in it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just I think a a there's no characters to root for. Yeah, really, in a way, right? There's no one. They're all they're all bastards. Really, yes. they're yeah. all self-involved bastards. Yeah. and British comedy is much more in line with liking those kind of people than yeah. American comedy is. I think, um, that, I think that's probably why you like it because you're because you, I know you're not as inclined with American comedy as uh, British comedy because a lot of, a yeah. lot of your, Ameri- your a lot of the favorite American comedies share a lot of sim- a lot of stylistic links to British comedy. So because mm. you're you're much very much a Kirby enthusiasm Seinfeld yeah. comedies about nothing type of person. Yeah, I, I would, and, yeah, I would and, put and those you're, and as a mass, you're a massive um, Ricky Gervais fan. Yeah, so you well. For most of what he does, yeah, most. Well, <laughs> office and extras, office and extras, office yeah. extras, and again, they they have a massive influence over Larry Day. Well, from Larry Dave, yeah, that yeah. kind of they were comedy, and this goes in a, like or or, or sarcasm, and, and yes. that, that's why I, that's why I really love Frasier and Friends as well because they don't fit the same template as Curb or Seinfeld or even Arrested Development because the characters are much more likable, and there is sentimentality, but at the same time, there is that undercurrent mm-hmm. of. Of, of sarcasm and that yeah. that know that sort of taking the piss out of things and that's yeah. why they work. I I'm not as much a fan of comedy that's too earnestly trying to make you care yeah. about people. I, uh, I I don't I don't find that as funny. It's it's quite it's got like a very unique style style as well. It's not exactly like mockumentary, is it? So Arrested Development uses several elements rare for American live action sitcoms. It was shot on location and on videotape with multiple cameras, parodying tactics often employed in documentary film and reality television, straying from the fixed set studio audience laugh track style long dominant in comedy production. The show also makes heavy use of cutaway gags, supplementing the narrative with visual punchlines like security camera footage, Bluth family Mm -hmm. photos, website screenshots, archive films and flashbacks. An omniscient third-person narrator, Ron Howard, ties together the multiple plot threads running through each episode, whilst humorously undercutting and commenting on the characters. Can I, can I make a couple of points there? Yeah. For, firstly, I think one of the things I love is the, the whole idea of, uh, of, of the, the sudden cutaway flashbacks to things that, yes. that contextualise a joke. So it will be, for instance, the amazing, the amazing foreshadowing of Buster's hand. Oh, right, well, yeah. which you pointed out to me, and I've since, like, um, and my girlfriend Steph noticed it as well, in that it's set up, whether they whether they intended to actually do this or not, it, they've got a recurring gag about him being like a monster and having a hook hand, and there's there's a set, there's a cutaway repeatedly to like a school play where where he's like Captain Hook or whatever, and it's just brilliant. So you'll have cutaways yeah. like that, but then that, the thing and, that, and it just it just makes the joke that lands in the present even yeah. funnier. A polarizing storyline is the one where Charlie Theron ends up playing a mentally disabled. Young, like, woman and stuff. Who, they, who he thinks he's a British spy. Yes. But then, and then, <laughs> we think he's a yeah. British spy. Yeah, but then and, and then it, it, it lands that 
that she like suffers from disability. Yeah, and um, and it's funnier than than you're making it sound. <laughs> yeah, but the, yes, but but what happens is that when you go and re- when you rewatch, because I remember rewatching it, and w- because you know exactly what the twist is, and the show doesn't actually yeah emphasize or try and miss because you do think she's a spy and the show's edited in such a way that because you know what the punchline is mm. it's actually a lot funnier because again it makes you laugh at Michael yeah because you because it's so plainly easy to see mm. the second time round it, it's it's funny it's one of those jokes that I, it's one of those on gags that okay, I, I liked it a lot more the second time mm. because it makes those scenes how Jason Bateman acts around those it it makes it funny because you know what's coming. You know, yeah. you know, you know what the punchline is going to be. You know what the gag's going to be. Yeah. I think the other thing as well with what you just said is that I the, the, the Ron Howard narration is really good because he's just got this certain cadence of voice that is slightly sort of nasal and... Yeah. It's hard to explain. He's like a boring kind of announcer sort of narrator yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there is an omniscience to him, but at the same time, it's like he's in on the joke. It's mm-hmm. like he's someone watching their life and he's sort of taking the piss. And obviously, the ultimate meta gag is that Ron Howard is the producer, and Ron Howard ends up appearing as himself yes. yeah, in yeah, the show. Yeah. Exactly, and then yeah. the final gag in season three is that they're going to make a film. So it's it's sort of operating on different... But it, obviously, the narrator is never Ron Howard, the man Ron Howard, but it's got Ron Howard's voice. It's very sort of fourth wall breaking without exactly, necessarily yeah. looking at the camera there's, and going, there's, you know, there's, wink, there's, wink. There's, 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 I mean, it's very clever. There is a lot of like meta. There's a lot of references to like Mr. Show when mm. David Cross used to work with um, Bob Odenkirk. Mm. Um, I, think, um, I remember reading about the fact there's one bit where he's in Burger King because mm. he used to advertise for Burger King yeah. commercials back in America. Um, oh yeah, and there's the scene with Carl Weathers. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> the Burger King. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, and he goes. I'm cooking a gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought this would be such a tasty and economic restaurant that he's eating a burger? Yes, yeah. But it's stuff like that. I mean, yeah. again, it, it's, it's one of those when you read into stuff, the yeah. joke just gets funnier and funnier. It gets and then you watch it, and it, it's, it is very rare that you will get TV shows, especially comedies, that get funnier. I mean, you'll have your favourite comedies, and you'll laugh because they're very funny. I mean, you'll, I mean, as Father Ted and Bottom fans, we'll just laugh. Yeah. We'll laugh at the stuff that's in there. But, again... We'll watch them and we'll join for what they are. With Arrested Development, what you're getting is um, something that I only can read. The only other example I can get is the first season of Skins, where um, you're actually getting more out of something when you're watching it a second time. Yeah. Because the amount of stuff, the amount of stuff that builds in and layered in, you will not get half the stuff until you. There's watch a lot it a more time. in there than, than yeah, you re- exactly. yeah than you realise. Yeah, and the amount of planning that must have gone into it, it's just re- remarkable the writing that's been. It is, it is remarkable. It's, yeah. And it, it, the layers of it and the depth of it. And I think, you know, credit has to be go to the actors as well because I think they made some really great scripts even better because yeah. they, they took it, the characters. It's perfect casting. It is perfect casting. It's I, one of those rare things where you just really can't imagine anyone yeah. else playing these yeah. people. I mean, I, th- it, yeah. you know. I think George, George Michael has pretty much haunted Michael Cera. Anything that Michael Cera is in, it's, it's just, just George, George Michael. Michael. Yeah. I've got to say that the moment I first heard him called George Michael, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I still laugh at it. Now, yeah. you know, they go, oh, George Michael. I just, it, it's it's one of those silly jokes that, in, funnily enough, they don't actually f- often in the show make the joke itself about the name. Yeah. Occasionally they'll drop that in, but they don't often need to. Just by calling him George yeah. Michael, you've and just got a full... comical image in your head. Well, things though, it, pl- it plays on names, it plays on yeah. wordplay. I mean, Lucille 2. Yeah, Lucille. I mean, the fact, and like the whole um, Buster 
and his very Oedipus relationship with um, <laughs> with Lucille. Lucille. Yeah, and then his right hand then gets cut off by a seal that's broke on the loose. A loose seal. A loose <laughs> seal bites his hand off, bites off his right hand. It's amazing. He and it, it just, it just builds on so many intertextual layers. It's yeah. remarkable. How it's, it is remarkable. Yeah. And I've, I don't really think I've come across a show that does it. Yeah. Cer- certainly not to the extent of Arrested Development or the skill. You know, they make it look easy. And, oh, and the, the, con- the, the construction is, is like a Swiss watch. It's, it's just, it's so, like you say, contextual and layered. It would have taken... Yeah, it's a phenomenal effort. The question I will ask you, so in your list of top 10 comedies, where would you put Arrested Development? Do you think it do you think it's good enough to break it to break that top 5? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so now. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think certainly of American comedy, I think it may even break my top 5 all-time comedy. Yeah. It, it, I I haven't done this this full list. And I, I truthfully as I sit here now, I don't know what number 1 would be. It might it might better well be a fluid list. But there's there's no question now in my mind. Well, is, it, is it up there with like Seinfeld yeah. and Bottom? Yeah, said? it's as good as those. And, I would... the, and and I think it will be something that I can re. The, the, for me, the, the 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 comedy status of something is how often I can watch it again and and still enjoy it. Yeah. And I think this will I, yeah, be the then, same. But I want. But I'm going to make sure. I please don't watch it until about a year. I've, so, I've got so, far too much to watch before yeah. I even get chance to do because that. What, what, happened is, what happened is that you'll forget. You'll forget the small bits. Yeah. You'll remember the big bits. You'll start to you'll remember stuff that's happening, and then you'll start picking stuff up again. Yeah. And then you'll enjoy it even more. I'm and I can promise you that. Well, what I'm, no, I'm sure. And what I might wait and do now is wait until they announce when season five is coming because they are going to do one. Yes. Um. So I might wait, and then when we know when that's going to be on Netflix or whatever, I'll do the rewatch. Which I think we're about a year away from that anyway. So yeah. you know, it so, makes sense. Yeah. And if you have not watched the rest of Development, it is on Netflix. It is on Netflix. And if you've got Netflix and you haven't watched it yet, do it. Don't be like this twonk over here and wait yeah, five years. don't wait five years. Yeah. It's, it's worth... And if you have watched Arrested Development, I'm going to throw a quick, quick related series that you need to watch, um, which has a lot of crossover. It's a show called Archer. It's an animated show. Mm. It features Jessica Walter in a very similar role to The Seal. Um, it's like if Buster was like a competent spy who didn't care about spying <laughs> and more about the lifestyle. And I've, I, and yeah, this, I need this, to watch this. This is the next show that I've been... Um, Badgering me. Yeah, I think you said you've watched it a bit. I watched, I watched the pilot, I think, and yeah. maybe the second episode. Yeah, but I think now I've seen Jessica Walter in this, I will be more inclined yeah. to, to stick with it. Well, and I think, and as, as a Bond fan, as like yeah. you're a massive Bond fan, you'll probably get if you stick down and stick with it, yeah. you'll really like Archer. I'll get there. Yeah, it's not a new thing that when of TV shows that are based on movies. Um, we was going. We were probably going to do vice versa, but we're going to be here forever. So we're just going to. Fo- I'm going to make the host executive force, decision. The executive decision. Well, you're in charge host, because you've yeah. you've kidnapped me and you've tied me to this chair, and yeah. I have no. You've, you've basically strapped a microphone to under my chin. Yeah. I can't move. I haven't been fed in about a day. I have. I, I barely have any water. It's a wonder I can even. I even have the strength to do this. But if I don't, the gun that is placed at my temple will go off by the automatic trigger mechanism if I stop talking. And you, you know, or if I don't talk for uh, five or ten minutes, so you know, I I, I understand the conditions I'm in. And That's I not happening. I don't know why he said that. Stop lying. Well, he would say that, wouldn't he? Because he doesn't want to look bad. And you would say that <laughs> because you want to try and make me look bad. <laughs> We're going to make. I'm going to make the executive decision just to focus on the one way where films that spin off to TV shows. We're mm. going to have franchises built off films. Okay. So we've we've done. We have had stuff in the past. So. For some reason, Star Trek Troopers, an adult film, became a... Star Trek Troopers? 
Starship Troopers. <laughs> Starship, Starship Troopers. Star Trek Troopers. Starship Troopers is right, but not Star Trek Troopers. That's a different show. I've gone for about, what, half an hour. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be a It wouldn't be a pick a flick. It wouldn't be a podcast without that But yeah. Um, Actually, Tony's not saying that. He's got a button. When he presses it, he just goes, it wouldn't be a pick a flick <laughs> podcast without <laughs> Matt Latham getting something wrong. I might as well have now. Yeah, it's yeah. a recording of the first time he said it, and he's never <laughs> said it again. He's just got a, he's got a little soundboard that yeah. pushes the button. It's true. It, it, it is a ringtone. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got, like, um, apparently got comedies like Clueless. Clueless was, like, a primetime comedy based mm. on the Alicia Silverstone f- um, film. Which was quite popular in the yeah. 90s, wasn't it? Um, yeah. In my research, in my very, very long research, um, I found out that MASH was a film. I didn't even realise MASH was a film. Yeah, Ma- yeah I didn't, I didn't realise that MASH... That Mash was a TV. That was a it TV. Was, he didn't realize it was. I, didn't reali- I didn't realize it was a film at first, and the eight. It's and a then very eventually, successful TV yeah, series. It is a very successful TV series, but I didn't realize it was a film. And yeah, it's Robert Altman doing that yeah. one. So that's yeah. yeah it's uh, um, some series I'm not aware of called Buffy. Um, <laughs> Who? What's that? I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it. I mean, like, I don't know. apparently someone likes it. Yeah, yeah um, one or two people. Yeah, yeah. I'm just reading from a, a, a brief. Um, Article just for example, so I won't go on. Um, it briefly mentions Fargo. If you if you're not watching Fargo, ignore the fact. If you love the film, don't don't let that stop you from watching mm. Fargo. It is an amazing series. It's it's probably one of the best t- one of the best seasons of TV from 2014. Mm. I think it's better than the film, mm. mainly because I watched the film about right before I watched the pilot. But um, that's just, got a high pedigree then, because the film. He's one of the Coen brothers' best, the Far- Fargo. I thought Fargo was yeah, a great I mean, film, yeah. so it, it's going to have to do well to top that. Well, what's quite interesting is that it, it, it doesn't seem to. It does. It pays respect and does its own thing. It doesn't mm. try. It doesn't feel like a cash in. No, no. It feels like I can't remember the, the writing. I can't remember the behind the scenes team, but they do seem to pay take the best parts of that and mm. move it into a new, like the TV series yeah. and pay respect to it. So it, it always has the utmost respect for its. For its per, for its, well, that's good for its source material. Yeah, and it does really well. And the first season, anyway, because the second season is set in nineteen seventy, so any of the characters that mm. in the first season don't show up, on, well, apart from the younger versions of older characters in season right. one. But um, yeah, season season one's got some great characters. Um, Alison Tolman, um, he's brilliant in it. Um, Billy Bob Thornton, he's a he's a creepy as hell. And Martin mm. Freeman. Um, Loving the fact that he's playing a sneaky little bastard. He's mm. ba- he's basically doing the William H Macy right. role from the film. The film. So and it's um, and Alison Tolman's Francis Mc- McDormand. McDormand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to get that wrong because it's uh, <laughs> I wasn't fully aware of the surname. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I'm, yeah. So that's just some examples. Um, perhaps Stargate is probably a longer running one that S- might work. Stargate's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Stargate. That, that, Although, although I always felt like the show was a bit cheap with Stargate. I mean, it, it was trying to be a new age Star Trek in that it was just telling like traditional sci-fi stories. But compared to the film, the film of Stargate was flawed. But what it did have was some really nice production design and a cracking idea about the ancient Egyptians being, you know, gods, alien gods. But and it had this real, quite sort of epic idea to it and the, mo- the, the the TV series ended up being a little bit like rote and bland at times and I, I sometimes I, but then I got through about seven seasons you watched it, I bo- but, yeah but you watched it quite recently was it like about a year and a half oh, ago or no something? it was longer than that it was about more about four or five years ago now mm-hmm. but it was it wasn't like back when it was on TV 
Yeah, um, I think it's finished by then. I remember. I think I remember seeing Stargate the cinema, but I never watched the TV show. And I just, I was like, well, you know, it was, it was good, but it it wasn't it wasn't as good as the film. Yeah. And I I think there's a there's a better Stargate film series waiting to be done there, really. And I, I don't and when know. They, they will reboot that I eventually. Don't know. I I I I did. I've pretty much spent the majority of the, I followed Star Trek from about not Star Trek Stargate. I followed Star Trek Troopers. Across the universe. <laughs> I'm currently referring to um, someone else who's done the work for me, which is Den of Geek, the website. Other people always do the work for us with, yeah. with these things. But, yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm fashion it. Com- completely transparent that I'm just going to read off a few, <laughs> read off quite a few names off here, and we're going to quickly comment on them. Yeah. Um, if you've never heard of Den of Geek, then more, more fool you. It's one of the best websites on what planet. Do you yeah. live on? Yeah, I mean, um, Simon Brew runs a brilliant, brilliant site yeah. there. Um, and shout out to the Geek Say Things podcast as well. I've only recently just started getting into that. There's only about three episodes so far, and they're only about half an hour, and released monthly. Um, so you can easily catch up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great site, and I fully recommend checking it out. Mm. So yeah, so there's a bunch of movies based on TV shows, and some of them sound like they'll make good TV shows. Some of them sound like really crazy concepts and some of them just feel like cashing in on franchises, which seems to be a theme at the moment as well. Mm, that's so, always happened, though, really. I mean, the, the article itself says blames Fargo. It blames Fargo for mm. that. But then Fargo is a successful story. So we've got stuff like um, a Tom Hanks film from 1984, Bachelor Party, which is apparently being made into a um, sitcom. Right. Which I but. Um, I don't know if you know the original. I'm vaguely aware of it, yeah. Um, apparently, big. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I'm like, I shrug. Big, big. You know, Things I've never been a massive yeah. fan of it. I think it's good. I'm like, yeah, okay. But as a TV series, now, big was was mid eighties. About eighty eight, I think. Eighty eight. Now, the concept of a kid growing, of kid just suddenly turning into an adult. I mean, that premise probably works. No matter what, yeah. Because I mean, you're gonna have cross generational gap anyway. I mean, like you're gonna have, and um, perhaps back in the late eighties, the concept probably had a lot more mm. to do with it. I mean, now you're gonna have someone who probably just going to the world of work who probably has no life experience whatsoever, yeah. but probably understand technology. Yeah, now yeah. And then. So, um, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Okay. Apparently, it's coming a spin like a, a TV series comedy spin-off, which. Um, the one which I remember reading about, which I've not seen the films, but I think you might have, uh, Damien, based on the Omen. Yeah, now that's interesting. A lot of that that because the the Omen films, the Omen, the original nineteen seventies Omen is the only one really worth your time. But the idea of a show about Damien is interesting because Damien is quite an iconic character in horror. Yeah. And the only information that's been released so far, it's called Damien mm-hmm. and Bradley James. Mm-hmm. Who was King Arthur in Merlin? He's playing okay. a, playing a grown up version of Damien. Well, that that's that's like Omen Three, which is basically Sam Neill plays Damien in that, and he's he's a businessman, okay. um, and he's attempting to bring on basically you know the uh, the apocalypse, and it's it's got a it's a, got a good central idea. The films hashed it up really after the first Omen, and less said about the remake, the better. But it's got the it's got a good kernel of an idea, and if it's if it's well done, I think funnily enough with these movie-to-TV show translations, horror is one of the more interesting and potentially successful. There's another one you may get to, which is The Shining, The Overlook Hotel. And that's a uh, and that's another good example. The Devil's Advocate, apparently, as well. Okay. Um, which I think is just going to be some kind of lawyer. Probably lawyer. Lawyer show, yeah. yeah. With the yeah. With the devil. That film's okay, yeah. but yeah. 
saying, objection, burning hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, interestingly, Vital Attraction. Now, that's that's got legs. I think that's got legs. Yeah, I, as a... I'm, not, I'm not fully aware of the... I'm not seeing them. Is, that, is it just basically someone obsessed with someone else? It, 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 it... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Way to break it down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone obsessed with something else. It's the... It's the Matt Latham breaks down films. <laughs> the original was Michael Douglas and Glenn Close, and she yeah. was basically an obsessive woman who ends up basically... The, the whole thing with that is the bunny in the... Um, Boiling the bunny in the in the thing. Oh, so that's where bunny boiler. That's comes where from. bunny boiler comes from. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she goes. Matt Latham learn stuff. There you go. It's got it's got a really good central idea um, for a TV show. I think I think that could work. I've not seen the film. I keep meaning to see this film. Um, Frequency. Dennis Quaid and Jim Cavalier. That is a difficult. I'll give you that one. That's a difficult one to say. Yeah, I, I think I remember Frequency watching Frequency. It, did, it didn't stick in my mind. But it's, that's that's the one where he's in get he gets like a microphone that talks to his talks dad. to the dead. He's, I he's, think he's that, he's, he's dead dad. He's dead dad. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I can't see that being massively successful. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Again, possibly might work. Um, I, I I see that, and I raise you with Harper's Island, which was a one season wonder. Yeah, I heard about uh, yeah. that. I mean, it, you probably have a lot of comparisons to that, but no one. Mm. You know, what Harper's Island's what eight nine years old now. Mm. I'm sure it's like 90, 2005, 2006. Yeah. But I think a slasher film premise can work potentially. Yeah. So and then again, but then you just pretty much got the cashing in on mm. the whole Jason Voorhees yeah section Ghost, which based on the which oh. is, which, which is what a romantic version of Randall Wait, Hopkirk. It, well, this is it. It's this, Randall this, Hopkirk. Yeah, Randall. This is where this is where it starts to get difficult because this is where you get them really trying to mine things that don't need mining there are certain films that you don't need tv series from there are certain ones that can surprise you that you can find oh wow that's actually come out like really interesting i mean i wouldn't have said much as i'm not a big fan of bates motel i wouldn't have said that you could produce three seasons of a tv show out of psycho and yet they've done it now that that is that's an example of how you can take that's why i think the omen would possibly work because if you've got enough to expand it out and to do enough with it, there's a there's there's there's, there's potential. I don't see that with Ghost. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't. There's I, not a much of. I mean, apparently, it's just it, at the moment. There's nothing, no extra news. It's 2013 that um, Akiva Goldsman was actually, which probably means it won't happen. Yeah. I mean, they'll get. There's a certain cut-off point when they probably turn around yeah. and go, "Yeah, it's not." The Illusionist, which is the Paul Giamatti film. I like yes. the film. I don't know, how, again, what legs it might have, but the film was good. Yeah, um, the CW are doing it. 
very different to the film. Then. Yeah, very so, different. Then to the again, film. yeah, the CW, the CW, the CW doing something is not a negative thing anymore. No, anyway. no, no, not at I all. Mean, but it will be yeah, very different to the yeah. film. In the heat of the night, which has been redone as a TV show before, and I think has been made a couple of shows. That was the that was the Sydney Potier film, I think. Yeah. Back in the day. So, but will that, that work in a modern audience though? Because it wasn't the, wasn't the fact that he was a black officer part of that or? I think yes in g- given given Ferguson and given all the things that go on you know, are going on in America with racial tensions and the police I think it's a perfect time actually to do that again because I don't think the race civil rights issue has been as as important now as it has been since the 60s in America so, so I think this is a perfect time to do a story like that so yeah that could work uh, in the line of fire yeah that was the Clint Eastwood action one Again, a fairly a lot of these fa- fairly well received films in their day, but none yeah. of them, are, not many of them, are particularly classic. After that is Jack Ryan. Now that one, that one is interesting because since Harrison Ford back in the early nineties, they haven't got Jack Ryan right. They tried with Ben Affleck, and that Sum of All Fears wasn't too bad a film. Really, mm-hmm. it was better than people gave it credit for. But it, it at that point, nobody liked Ben Affleck. And nobody yeah. wanted him as an action hero. Plus, at the, 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 he's the, a, I think Ben Affleck's a better writer, to be honest, because he's surprisingly. Better. Well, he's a good actor now, and he's he's found his stride yeah. with directing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got much more into it, and you know that's why you can buy him as Batman next year. But the point is with Jack Ryan, he's not an action hero, and and the reason that it worked with Harrison Ford is that they managed with Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger to make him a relatively normal guy who's intelligent and works in intelligence who gets into certain scrapes and action scene action beats but he uh-huh. basically is reacting to things whereas the chris pine film last year tried to make him almost like a new age sort of mix of bond and born and it just doesn't work because that's mm-hmm. not who jack ryan is yeah so if they make a tv show about the character as tom clancy wrote yeah. him i think it's got more chance of doing well than another okay. film well, so i'm looking forward to that Long withdrawn sigh from Matt Latham, as he mentions Resident Evil TV series. Well, the thing the thing is with that, it, it, I've with Resident Evil, I've never seen the point because the games give you a far more visceral experience at what that then is film, than yeah. any than anything you could just watch. So I don't understand what. Well, I do understand it's money. Resident Evil actually, the the, the franchise is is made a billion altogether. Yeah. So yeah. there's money in it, but um, it's just creatively, it won't do anything The Walking Dead hasn't done. Yeah. Taken. Now, now I know you don't like the Taken film, right? I like the original. I don't like the sequels, but I like the original. And the third one? Ta- oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen to Black Hole Cinema, my episode on that, because I rant to that. A Taken TV series could work. Definitely. Definitely. It's just going to be like a 24, isn't it? Yeah. Or an older it could, it'll be a brainless action film, action series, but yeah. The Truman Show, which... Oh, God. Okay, no, apparently only leave that alone, for goodness sake. That sound you hear is um, Chris, Chris Wilson. Wilson commandeering a jet to fire, to, to fire a missile. And I'm with yeah. him on that. Leave the Truman Show alone, yeah. for goodness sake. Um, Underworld, which I think could work. Yeah. It's, the world it's got the world building. Yeah, and one that's supposed to have started already, but I think might be either next month, I think, or perhaps 2012, is... Uh, and. It has been made, and it's ready to show. Is Westworld? Yeah, and I've heard a lot about Westworld actually being quite graphic, yeah. both in its sex and its violence. And it's got Anthony Hopkins. Now, Anthony Hopkins doesn't give a fuck yeah. anymore, so I'm sure that'll be entertaining. Yeah. And to finally, um, there was a couple that I missed, but they're going to be lumped in together: Lethal Weapon and Rush Hour, which are going to be dull procedural shows that will 
cashing in on a franchise, but does do stupid cases of the week, like oh, mismatch partners, yeah, going stuff, and it's it the both, yeah, it's it's the issue that I think they possibly realised is why they didn't carry on the Beverly Hills Cop series because they they filmed a pilot, yeah, and with and Eddie Murphy was going to be in it, you know, in, in a supporting capacity. But they've decided to try and do a fourth one now. I think that they will find with these TV series is that you're trying to do things that were very much product of their products of their time, especially Lethal Weapon. Yes, you know, you, you the, the central idea of Lethal Weapon hung on both the fact that a black guy and a white guy hadn't been paired much, and well, now that it's, it's a family, no, a family man, an unstable bonkers, and and, but, and the white and black thing as well, and yeah. and yeah, but all that stuff has since been done. After Lethal Weapon, yeah. trying to be Ru- Lethal yeah. Weapon. Rush, Rush Hour was pretty much made in the same mould as Effectively, that. Effectively, yeah. So the the problem you've got now is that you, you can't do anything new with it. You're just, like you said, you're just trading off the name. And a lot of those, people are just trading off the name. Yeah. And, that, and that's all it is. Yeah. And, and that's why most of them, like Minority Report... Yeah, because that's an amazing success. Well, what, I, what I mean is, Minority yeah. Report's dead straight away. Yeah. People just don't won't have it. Yeah, they won't have it because you're you're trying basically to just repeat something that has been done better. And you know, people will take a reboot at the cinema sometimes. Yeah, but I think a lot of those are TV series too far. Yeah, interesting. So we're going to slowly move on to our next series, which went the other way. So we're going to have a TV series that went on to be a quite successful and highly regarded sequence of films. So it leaves me to say those magic words. Let's pick a TV show. Police Squad is a television comedy series first broadcast in 1982, created by David Zucker, Jim Abrams and Jerry Zucker, and starring Leslie Nielsen. A spoof of police procedurals, the series featured Zucker, Abrahams and Zucker's usual sight gags, wordplay and non-sequiturs, while a parody of many television shows and movies that bore a particular resemblance to the Lee Marvin cop show M-Squad especially the opening credits, and the late 1960s series Felony Squad. Although cancelled after six episodes, the show spawned the Naked Gun film series. TV Guide ranked it seven on their 2013 list of 60 shows that were cancelled too soon. Do you feel up to any questions? I'll try. Where were you when all this happened? I was right here at my desk working. And when was the first time you noticed something was wrong? Well, when I first heard the shot, and as I turned, Jim fell. Uh, he's a telefrank. A Jim Fells a teller? No, Jim Johnson. Who's Jim Fells? He's the auditor, Frank. He had the flu, so Jim filled in. Phil who? Phil did, and he's the night watchman, Frank. <laughs> Fully Phil had been here. Right, now, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Twice came in and shot the teller and Jim fell. No, he only shot the teller, Jim Johnson. Fell is ill. Okay, then after he shot the teller, you shot twice. No, I only shot once. Twice is the hold-up man. Then I guess I did shoot twice. Well, so now you're changing your story. No, I shot twice after Jim fell. You shot twice and Jim fell? No, Jim fell first, and then I shot twice once. Well, who fired twice? Once. Now, he's the owner of the tire company, Frank. Okay. Uh, once is the owner of the tire company, and he fired twice. Then twice shot the teller once. Twice. And Jim fell, and then you fired twice. Once. Okay. All right, that'll be all for now, Miss Decker. Now, we'll need you to make a formal statement down at the station. Oh, of course. You've been very helpful. We think we know how he did it. Oh, how he couldn't have done it. He hasn't been in for weeks. Police Squad was created by Zucker, Abrahams and Zucker, who had all previously worked together on the Kentucky Fried movie and Airplane. Despite critical acclaim, the show was cancelled by ABC just after six episodes. 
The show gained a strong cult following through the repeat broadcasts, which led to the Naked Gun film series. Many gags from the show was recycled for all three films. You, because you wanted to talk about Arrested Development, and you gave me a TV show to want to watch. Yeah. yeah. And I, in the time frame that was given, I know, cause I know, and I know you, I didn't want to give a TV show that would take you forever to watch or leave. So I thought, you know what, I'll go and give you something very, very small that you'll be able to watch in its entirety. And then... Um, I, had, I didn't. Yes. <laughs> I even had the opportunity to lend you the DVD box, the DVD. Yes, but if you remember, we made a deal on that because you wanted to rewatch it, right? And I finished it ahead of time. Well, what did you... Anyway. I okay. did. Okay, we could have this round. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, yeah, I... I, I, this is a great choice, mainly because I don't understand why I haven't watched this already, simply because The Naked Gun is my favourite comedy film of all so time. So you never actually watched the, the series before? Not really, no. I, I've seen odd clips. I haven't gone back and done it, because Naked Gun is, in my mind, the, the best comedy film ever. It, 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 it's the one that makes me laugh the most, and I love mm. the sequels as well. Yeah. And so Drebin's, ha- a fan, and it's a, Drebin's like an amazing character as well. And like, Drebin's brilliant, and I... And the reason that Drebin's brilliant and the reason that this idea is great and Naked Gun itself is great is that it's it's all it's so deadpan. It actually defines what deadpan is. Well, there was a British like spoof of British com- drama of like cop shows called A Touch of Cloth, which was written by <laughs> Charlie Brooker, Brooker. Yeah, and um, it's very much in this vein, isn't it? Yeah, and um, the the directors themselves they gave the, the cast told them that they 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 have no matter how bizarre or stupid the dialogue they need to act as if they're going for the best actor slash actress drama BAFTA or yeah. they're playing a straight drama and that's pretty much the same way that Zucker Abrams the ZAZ um, mm. team kind of pitched mm. Airplane and they did that with Naked Gun and that's why it's so because it gives the scenes a flow a straight flow where yeah. it doesn't really pause the only times it seems to slow down is when it's going for the slowly, longer drawn out wordplay. Yeah, um, yeah. The first episode, there's a great part where um, they're interviewing the the obvious criminal of the week, where he goes, where they're playing them. Oh, and Jim Fell. So, um, oh yeah. Jim, and Jim Fell goes. Jim Fell. Oh, Jim so, Fell. So Jim. No, no, no. Jim, no, Jim Fell wasn't here. Uh, it was Jim Sansa that was. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it just links, doesn't it? Each yeah. each one links. So yeah, yeah, Jim Fell because Jim Fell because of yeah. It's it's, it's so clever. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty much. A version of the Roger Under Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overdone, yeah, yeah. overdone, overdone, yeah. yes, under, under man. Under, What's yeah. your vector, Victor? Vector, yeah, vector. All that stuff. And Roger Over. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's, but it's clever because, yeah, it, it it's heightening reality, yeah. this is, in in the sense that it's, obviously it's taking a cue from all those, all those very earnest sort of disaster movies and it, it's certainly for Airplane and Naked, and Naked Gun, but it, and in this case, cop shows. Yeah. And taking those very earnest, serious cop shows and, cranking everything up to the point yeah. where you you can almost see a gag coming yeah with this and that's what's beautiful about it yeah and it's great it's, it's and it's like sometimes where i can't the actor who plays the the lab tech the lab tech um, oh um ed yes ed that's it yeah um, like whenever like whenever they come in whenever he walks in he's either speaking to child and says and and next week i want you to go and get your mother's underwear yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's really it's, it's, that, it's that creep <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that kind of creepy thing that actually when you think about peter graves character in airplane it's yeah the exact it's same the same thing, thing. it's have the, you ever seen a grown man naked it's like, the throwaway nature of the gags yeah. which are great it's it's the whole thing that the, it, it's not giving you the full picture of certain yeah. things it's just throwing something at you and then you go 
Shit. <laughs> that's, that's my favourite. That's one of my favourite type of comedy, especially with wordplay. And it's probably one of the re- wordplay and like clever use of dialogue. And, and it's one of the reasons I really like Arrested. Well, I was going to say, that's exactly what I was about to yeah. say. There's, there's, a, there's a similarity to an extent with these shows because... They're not. Arrested Development isn't a, isn't a spoof like these are. No, or, no. It, but it but it's got that same sense of of understanding what it is. Yes. Police Squad has that. It's not meta, but it understands the in jokes of TV and what it's trying to do. Yeah, and it never like, like with the sorry, like with the um the credits where yes. the episode that the voiceover says isn't the same as the one that's on the screen. Yeah. That now that that's that's obvious. That's like an obvious understanding. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's an obvious yeah. understanding yeah. of of the. The production side of it, which is which makes it different, a different kind of comedy. Yeah, and there's like it's the wordplay as well. I mean, the, the episode where they go, where he goes undercover as a locksmith. Um, yeah, and like he man, he goes. It took me two, it took me two weeks to find her because you didn't give me her address, but I managed to find her. And, <laughs> and then like, and then get, and then leads to um, this crime boss. Yeah, right? and then there's a one a brilliant, brilliant line where um, he walks in, and the villain of the um, episode mm. turns around, expecting sees like girlfriend turns around and sees Draper and he goes how'd you get in here I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith <laughs> it's, just, it's just so simple it's amazing yeah and it's, it's, it just and it just works because it, there's logic in the jokes and it, and it works really really the, well the, there is a lot of logic in them I think what I like as well is just certain things that, as I say, reference, like where at the end of each episode, the freeze frame is naturally a freeze frame and it's yes. then pretending to be a freeze frame. Yeah, and, so and, <laughs> and every ep- and they manage to do it every, something different every episode. Yeah, like yeah there's, it's brilliant. There's like one where he's pouring coffee and you can see like, like Leslie yeah. Nielsen, well, like, Drebin kind of like dropping. Holding the, yeah, co- yeah, yeah. And it, there's, there's even one where everyone freeze frame and the villain actually just looks around and goes, what the hell's going on? And tries to escape. <laughs> but, a, and, but then like, someone's blocking the, the doorway and then tries to come in and starts messing around with the, the actual camera. And he, he feels, he, he realises it's a TV show. And, it's, but you see and that. there's even one where Norbert comes in and like tries to pose and just starts posing. <laughs> um, and starts like making poses or like reading like a, a binder and... It's and the one when the, the whole set just collapses. And it's it, 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 it's it's brilliant. You know there are certain lines and, and moments in it that, I mean, I, I've read how it obviously only got lasted six episodes. Yeah. I've read how it was ahead of its time. Yeah, it, it, many people considered it now consider it ahead of its time. Yeah. So it was eighty two, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's even got the the world's um, most stupid reason for cancelling because mm. oh you have to pay too much attention to it, which is something you, which is something that you do have to say to people about Arrested Development. But, um, and, and look at what happened with that. Yeah, that that was that was in trouble of can, and that was twenty odd years later. Yeah. And that was in trouble of cancellation. Then, so there's yeah. something about that, isn't there? But then the, t- the, the ZAZ team, I think, in hindsight, and I, um, I've actually said that the six episode cancellation might have been an actual blessing because they they they, could, they said they wouldn't have been able to keep it on for that much longer, or or trying to keep trying to come up with all these jokes. Well, you if you look at Touch of Cloth, that only lasted like about. Six episodes itself. Yeah, really, that was just that was that was, two, that was like three, two or three episodes. Part, at, yeah, at, yeah two, and and so it was like I think he got to a point, Charlie Brooker, when he went, "Yeah, we can't keep doing this now because yeah. we've exhausted ourselves." And that, and it's the same with this. There's so much in them that to do, you couldn't do twenty episodes of that. Arrested Development isn't as gag a minute as mm. Naked Gun is. If you watch the Naked Gun episodes in order, there is still traces of serialization um, coming in. And coming in that if you watch them in order you actually notice this um, and when you realise this was 1982 the whole ahead of its time is just remarkable 
there's always a part, either at the start of an episode or start of an act two in an episode, where Drebin, there's an ongoing goat where he just basically drives into a bunch of yeah, trash cans. Dri- <laughs> now, that number of trash cans <laughs> changes depending on the number, the episode number. So wow. in the pilot, he drives into one. Yeah. In episode two, it's two trash cans. Episode yeah. three, three. So it's that level of detail. Yeah. That um, yeah. And at the end of every episode, in the epilogue, they'll, they'll mention it. Well, he's going to prison with so-and-so and so And that... They reference the previous villains in each ep- all the villains in the right. episode. So by episode six, it goes, "Well, he's going to so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so, mm. and Sally Decker, blah." And so there is a sense of continuity. That's knowing continuity, as in they're doing that as a joke. The co- the idea of the continuity is a joke in itself, in yeah. that they're referencing those characters to make the point that this isn't a show about continuity, and they're they're kind of, but, you know, that's the idea, isn't it? it yeah, it, but then, but then it's that, taking the mick out of those tropes. But then they actually are referencing the previous episodes. So if you watch them, oh, you catch it. Oh. No, yeah, I get that. But so, the, it's the joke, isn't it? That is yeah. the joke. But like, even the running gags don't appear in every episode. I think it's like half of the episodes have mm. the cigarette. Yes, it is. But then you've got the other episodes, like, for example, Jimmy, the shoeshine boy. And I think... And I, I, I love I love the shoeshine boy because uh, it, it's when he comes out with things like somebody goes, what's the meaning of life? Well, th- one, one, <laughs> and then he starts yeah, answering. One of them, uh, one of the people, is um, a guy called Dick Clark who hosted. Um, oh yeah, he was a, uh, he, American American bandstand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's the one asking about music to try and keep Brilliant. stuff and and that and he, I think he's playing himself. I think it's yeah. just got so much in it. Yeah, I've got to say though, much as it's a shame that it, it didn't carry on, I'm kind of glad in a way because it, we may not have got the Naked Gun film, yeah, or it may not have come round because that was six years later, and it may not have come round quite when it did. And, and I'm, I wouldn't change that for the world because the Naked Gun film is this. It's exactly the same. It's just over 85 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, it's just stra- It's just got a bigger story. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the sequels are the same. The sequels aren't quite as good, although Naked Gun 2 does have my favourite Naked Gun bit of all, which, um, which, is... which is where he, he speaks to Ed and Ed's got like a, a, a cast of like a dinosaur foot in his, in his, in his, uh, in his lab. And he yeah, says... Yeah. Um, and he said, and, he, and he's talking about it, and he goes, "Oh, actually, I'm I'm going on uh, Geraldo next week." And uh, Drebin goes, "You're going on Geraldo with a dinosaur foot?" And Ed says, "No, my wife is a transsexual Satan worshipper." <laughs> and Drebin just looks to the camera almost to go, "What?" <laughs> and it, it's just, uh, yeah, I I cannot tell you how much that's made me laugh over the, <laughs> over the last twenty well, years, uh, even and. and- even because they have the special guests of the week, it took the mick out the fact that you had one ca- special guest and they killed them off straight away. So it's st- guest starring Lorne Green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lorne Green in the eighties was like he was huge. Wasn't it he? was massive. Yeah, yeah. and he's in the first episode, rolls out of a car, dead. <laughs> Shatner, William Shatner appears. Shatner's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he avoids getting shot and then choked and then gets poisoned. And like um, Rex Hamilton always appears as Abraham Lincoln in every title sequence and then doesn't show up again. Apparently, as well. I don't know if you know this, but John Belushi was yes. filmed but he died and then they changed it they, fil- they filmed him um, drowning Dra- yeah yeah, tied to blocks of concrete underwater which is he, 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 did he, he actually drowned in did he drown I, I can't I don't I think it was drugs the point is that um, yeah I think they found, felt insensitive just a couple of months after he died so that was 1982 he died yeah and unfortunately it was cancellated Canc- cancellated cancellated <laughs> cancellated is that like pixelated yes yeah. ABC announced the cancellation of Police Squad after four of its six episodes had aired in March 1982. 
The final two episodes were aired that summer. According to the DVD commentary of A Substantial Gift in the first episode, then ABC Entertainment President Tony Tony said, please... (laughs) (laughs) Tomopolis. 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 Tomopolis, yes. Said Police Squad was cancelled because the viewer had to watch it in order to appreciate it. What he meant was that the viewer had to actually pay close attention to the show in order to get much of the humour, while most other TV shows did not demand as much effort from the viewer. Yeah, but what you've got to remember, though, is in the defence of the audience, they, they weren't used to that at that time. You know, I no. mean, this this is... It's not a good... And, and you know, you, like I said earlier, the same could be said about Arrested Development in that, you know, 20 years later, people still haven't learnt the lesson. But quite often, people don't expect that from comedy. You know, yeah, not always. True, true, true. And then... It's it's you know if you look at the the most successful comedies ever made, they don't necessarily have that complexity. Friends, right? Much as I think it's great, doesn't have that level of complexity to it. Cheers doesn't have that level of complexity to it. The ones that go back even further to the old days, the fifties and sixties and whatnot, mm-hmm. they haven't got that. So people just often want to tune in and laugh, which is ironic because I don't think there's much many funnier things out there than Police Squad. So it's ironic that a lot of people would have been tuned off because they had to stop and look and think and, yeah, you know. And it is a shame, but it just, it, in a way, it makes them more special because they're cult and there's not yeah. much of it. And it, it, it's it's quite nice that there's there's not much. It's like with things like Faulty Towers and all the great sitcoms that lasted like two seasons. The beauty of it is there's not that much of it. So mm-hmm. you could, what, what you do have is quite precious and to be treasured. So in a way, I think Police Squad is beloved so much because there isn't because yeah. it did get cancelled. Yeah. If you've not watched the Naked Gun films, I rec- fully recommend oh, them. Oh, you must. And you I must. Fully recommend, and I, I fully recommend Police Squad. Police yeah. Squad will be up there with the other pick-a-flick ones like Under the Skin, Spice World, <laughs> Spectre. <laughs> whatever that whatever was in that episode <laughs> The Room The Room Macbeth Superman 4 and Sally Decker isn't that right Huck? isn't that right Ed <laughs> that's right yeah we're actually currently freeze framed and what we need what we need really is someone to take a picture of us now doing yeah. a freeze frame no your podcast hasn't broken <laughs> yet we, we, we are froze I'm going to wrest control back of my own podcast now because Pick a Flick will will soon be back. None of this TV show business. And I've wrested control of the mic. I've broken free of my shackles. Uh, I'm in extreme pain, but I do have enough time, however, and before I you know, get fed and watered and I manage to change clothes, possibly have a bath, then call the police. But before that, I'm going to actually test Matt um, okay. and, give him ten, and give him eight questions on, uh, on TV shows. This is his opportunity to actually exact, exact complete dominance on this leaderboard. I suppose he's getting a bit of a... I'm cheating slightly because he's getting a second run at this leaderboard. So okay. if he wins... Yeah, then I, like, I like to point out that I've, I've no idea what he's doing, so I don't know whether this is going to be about a, sp- a specific TV show, mm. whether it's going to be about TV in general. Mm. I'm quite excited, actually. So and, okay. and he still wants to get revenge on me for... Um, Being such a smug git about the <laughs> yes. leaderboard. Yeah. <laughs> that and the fact that he's the, he's the only... So far, the only person to actually do the quiz on my podcast um, when I answered quite easy questions for someone who would have watched the episode that he, should, he claims to be his favourite. Easy, if by easy you mean that you if you you have to pay attention of the, the, the shop floor in the fourth scene at the back, 23 minutes in, 
What was the name on the? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's what. And, and the mention of the and the golf club name that was in dialogue. Okay, we've had we've had this argument <laughs> yes. before, right? On the podcast. On the I podcast. <laughs> anyway, and it's an argument we'll always we'll have. always keep having. So just because you got for it. <laughs> this this quiz, and I'll tell you this now, is about multiple TV shows. Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. So, okay. A lot of um, general knowledge. It's a general knowledge. It's a bit of a mixed bag. No. So, yeah. I, no. I accept the challenge. I quite. I do quite um, like quizzes. There is one caveat to it, actually. However. It is about movies as well. It ties TV shows and movies together. So, so it's what, franchises that have been both. Well, you'll have to wait and see. But effectively, yes. So, um, so it'll be Buffy, Star Trek, Stargate. Uh, wait and see. Okay. okay. Question one. In the movie version of Mystery Science Theatre 3000, mm-hmm. what corny 1950s classic do they This dissect? Island Earth. Well done. This Island Earth. I thought you might have watched that one. Okay. Question two. Which recent remake of a classic 70s detective show saw the original stars both cameo at the end? 21 Jump Street. But it's not 70s, it's 80s. Right, you are right, because Johnny Depp did cameo in Jump Street, but um, no. Wrong decade. Um, I'll give, I'm going to have to take that as your answer. <laughs> Actually, um, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, right. Which was Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson as Starsky and Hutch, and oh, David right. Soul and Paul Michael Glazer cameoed at the end. Oh, okay. Name the TV series that has had two movie versions featuring the voice of Leonard Nimoy. The voice. So name the TV series that has had two movie versions featuring the voice of Leonard Nimoy. The Twilight Zone. No. No. Transformers. Uh, he was the voice yes. of um, Sentinel Prime in the new films, and he was also in Transformers the movie, movie. in the 1980s, which was the animated Yeah. One. Okay. It, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, well. Um, speaking of Twilight Zone, however, while filming Twilight Zone the movie, name the actor decapitated by a crashing helicopter. I have absolutely no idea. Um, I've, never, I've not seen the film. Um, I wondered if you might have heard of this though. This, this, because it's quite a famous death in because uh, it was quite horrible. Um, I've, I've, I've okay. no idea. Sorry, there's an actor called Vic Morrow. Um, who's the father of Katie Sagal, actually, okay. from Sons of Anarchy. Okay, um, and yeah, he, the, basically the helicopter crashed. Sliced his head off, killed two Vietnamese children as well while filming. Very, very oh, no. sad. Oh, very wow. I've, 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 never, I've never heard of that. Actually. Yeah. It's like Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow, yeah. Oh, okay. 1983, I think. So that was okay. quite sad. Question five. Yep. What was the name of the original team leader of Impossible Missions Force who turns into the villain in the 1996 Mission Impossible adaptation? Jim Phelps. Jim Phelps. Well done. Yeah. yeah it's a bit easier, admittedly. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've heard my rant on the fact. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true, that's the, yeah, yeah, the only reason I haven't watched two and three was because I'm still pissed off about You're that. Still pissed off about Jim Phelps. Yeah. Okay, number six. Which Star Trek actor has appeared playing versions of the same character in Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Star Trek First Contact? Deep Space Nine, First Contact, and Voyager. Yeah. Just those three? Yeah. Okay. Julian Bashir, um, Alexander El Siddiq. Is it El Siddiq? You know, Siddiq, you know, Siddiq, Alexander Siddiq. Siddiq. Yeah. No. No. It was, he guessed, he was in the Voyager pilot, wasn't he? Oh, oh, no, you're thinking of Quark. Oh, yeah. Bashir was in Next, Next Generation. That was, was it. Was that episode. was it. Um, is, is it Quark? No. No. It's Robert Picardo. Oh, bloody hell. Which is the question that I, I thought you might, you might, I'd like, you'd like, because uh, he when, played... When was he in D- 
DS9. Okay, he played... In Voyager, obviously, he was he the was holographic the doc- doctor. Yeah. In First Contact, he played the EMH while the Borg were invading the ship. Yeah. And he actually has a little jokey cameo. Yeah, but in yeah. Deep Space Nine, he plays the creator of the hologram, Dr. Zimmerman. What? I, I, I never knew him. In, in an I episode was... called Dr. Bashir, I presume, I think it was. I know Zimmerman was in... Um, he was in, Vo- to, Voyager. He was in Voyager. I nev- but yeah, he was I never in, knew he was in DS9. Nine. In like season five, I think it was. Oh, okay. So no. there you go. Because I know you're a big fan of the Doctor oh, and oh, yeah. Picard. Question seven. Name the porky alter ego of a superhero in the Simpsons movie. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Does whatever a spider pig does. Okay. Question eight. Finally. What's the name of the painting Mr. Bean accidentally defaces in Bean? Well done, Whistler's mother. Okay. There you go. Out of eight questions, you have scored four. Considering you didn't know the questions, you didn't know the, the overall topic, that's, that's yeah. pretty good. Well, that's, that's, I, I'll accept that. I mean, a few, I think I learned something in that, a few of them anyway. So. Well, there you go. I say I'm a, I'm, a, hey, I'm a fan of general knowledge. There you go. And that's not a bad innings. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, you're about to duct tape me back to the, um, to, the, to the chair again now. So much for my escape attempt, so you're going to have to carry on the podcast. Okay, so hmm, this is what must be like to get the car, keys to the car. If this is your car, then this is shit. <laughs> I'd go back. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go back and get a new one. Yeah. I didn't write this bit down, so I can't remember <laughs> this. Um, so, yes. Um, well, I think that's it now. So, all good things must come to an end. So, anything following this is rubbish. <laughs> thank you. It's over to me now, is it? Thank you. Yes. Okay. But no, I, I would like to say thank you for letting me take over this podcast against your free will yes i must point out i did invite him to <laughs> yeah. okay um, if, yeah if, if you hadn't gathered by the night the pre-recorded <laughs> development spoof at the beginning of the podcast yes but um no thank you for having me and um as the resident tv expert he thinks i am um i would say you are yes so um i guess one thing to say is tony as you as the guest how how can people find you Online. <laughs> what is your Twitters? Well, you can, what is my Twitters? You can find um, us at Pick a Flick Pod, not Pick a TV Show. Although, however, on Twitter and Pick a Flick Pod uh, dot Gmail uh, dot com. Um, if you want to email, if you, you want to email us, thank you. Um, but yeah, Pick a TV Show may well be back. If if you like this episode where we segue a little bit into um, TV shows, there is there is an idea of maybe doing more of these, not necessarily even with Latham, um, mm-hmm. but just doing Pick a TV Show as a, as a spin off. Yeah. Um, so if there are any TV shows that you'd like to, to see covered, we will do the occasional special where we pick a TV show and based on your recommendations that we can basically run through and go over. So um, this has been a little taster of that to see how it works, really. And a little, obviously, joint mission with the uh, the bottle episode, yeah. which is Latham's... Uh, oh, anyone, anyone suggesting Gunsmoke? It's lasted about 20 years. You can fuck off. It's about 700 of them. <laughs> yes, please nominate the episodes like, um, you know, The Outer Limits, where he has to watch a shitload. Okay? Uh, yeah, so, so, um, sorry, carry on. You were mentioning my, my Yes, stuff. the bottle episode, um, which uh, you can find where? Um, on the internet. Good. Good, yes. <laughs> you always fall. Always great. helpful. Yes. <laughs> He sets him up on like I'm down. Yeah, it's true. Um, yes, you can find us on the interwebs at www.bottleepisode.co.uk. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, the Bottle Ep, as in the Bottle EP, on Facebook and Twitter. And if if I if you're really nice and I trust you, I can you can follow me on Zanmat, which is X and Matt. 
his private account. Yeah, yes. give him a follow. And the bottle <laughs> episode is great. You know, it's it's a really good website that's got some really good material on there, and mm. people are starting to enjoy even more. So yeah. definitely follow yeah. it. We're also on Acast. You can stream us on there and on Stitcher. Please do subscribe on iTunes. Follow us. Give us a like. Give us a five star review if you can to boost up our ratings. That would be great. And you know, we'll be releasing episodes um, up until Christmas, and then we're going to have a little bit of a a little bit of a break. Um, and change things around a bit, but yeah, we'll have a few more on the on the roster, and we'll be back to normal next week with um, with movies. So uh, thank you, Latham, yeah, for hosting. Until next time, remember you pick a TV show. No, you pick a flick. We watch it simple. Bye. <laughs>